welcome to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. And I am Tom. And welcome to a bonus episode. This one's really special, you guys. Uh, we have some special guests. We have Allegra and Mariano from History of Color. Hey, you two. Hello. Hey, guys. Glad to have you on board. Absolutely. We are having a Court Temparts party right here because, yeah. yeah, History of Color is one of the lineups that we have over at Court Temparts, but uh, Allegra and Mariano also cover a number of shows over at TV Ate My Brain where we first started our coverage of Cobra Kai. Yes, that was the mothership. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. uh, just a you know, real quick uh, introduction here. Why don't uh, you guys talk about what you do over at History of Color? So um, History Color is a monthly podcast that um, I created, a, I guess, about two years ago. Um, and it was in, in inspired by the lack of information that we have about people of color and underrepresented groups within um, American history. So it's um, approximately about 30 minutes. Sometimes it goes a little over for interviewing people. But basically, it's a focus on um, those groups, underrepresented groups, uh, events that are um that we have not heard of or only heard very little about um, and um, how those things relate to our American history because we don't really get that in American history class unless we go into secondary school like college and then you'd have to suss that stuff out on top of that. So I wanted to create a, um, a podcast that kind of I can learn from and as well as impart that information into the world. So um, I got about six or seven episodes in and convinced my husband Mariano to uh, join me because the first few episodes were me just talking to the air. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I bullied my husband and he and I now work together and, and um, provide the podcast. And it's um, it's a lot of fun, even though um, though it can often be kind of sad because Again, we're talking about people don't that don't get a lot of representation, but that have done things that should be recognized. So it can be kind of frustrating when you're talking about those things. But overall, it's a really enjoyable, I feel like a really enjoyable podcast if you're a history person. And even if you're not, you should be because history is cool, especially if you get it from different perspectives. So, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I've always been fascinated by by uh history just because uh it feels like the continuity of the world and ourselves as, as a people you know yeah right. yeah and uh, mariano and i we've collaborated many of times uh he is currently over at paul stagic with me so he is mm -hmm. you know my other half there but we've done uh many hey. things huh? what I just, <laughs> hey. well I, I just said my other half there you know tom you're my half here yeah you know, hey. Ooh, getting a little possessive it's, it's huh? a little tom <laughs> Tom was ready to strike first <laughs> and strike hard. He, he did. Yeah. But, uh, I like the enthusiasm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and just, just to kind of pimp this out, because we mentioned TV on my brain, but uh, again, you guys cover a bunch of different stuff. Uh, Mariano, you and I, we did Unsolved, the uh, murders of Tupac right. and Biggie. Had, had a, yeah. you know, had a blast covering that. And kind of like, you know, with Cobra Kai Companion, where Tom and I, we get interviews for the show. When we covered Unsolved, um, I was able to talk to uh, Greg Kading, who was actually the investigator in 1995, was it, or 97? Yeah, yeah which, wow. 96? Anyway, yeah. I talked to the investigator that was on um, that case, who was also a consultant and producer on the show. So, Yeah, that was really cool. I like the insight from him. And I think that, if I'm not mistaken, that interview went a little 
longer than you probably expected just because yeah. i think the 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 you know I, I've, I've heard you interview a lot and, and it's it's really cool because i think you got a good knack for kind of getting the conversation going and and getting the information people kind of want to hear because it was very interesting to hear from him uh particularly since we're like watching his his uh version on television portrayed by uh duomel is yep. that josh yep. duomel yeah, yeah. josh Dum- M- yeah. mrs uh or mr Fer- uh, stacy ferguson x- fergie x ferguson x, <laughs> x-, 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 yeah. x- fergie yeah. oh well okay yeah <laughs> so, must yeah. have been the national anthem yeah, yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> maybe he did one too many transformer movies i don't know that i don't know what's going on i don't know their marriage That's but fine. uh yeah so no i was not i really liked that interview because i was like okay and again the making a conversational where where it's like I think about the person who's being interviewed being comfortable with the way the conversation is going and also getting information from them. That was pretty cool. I thought that was really cool for that podcast. And, uh, and that led to, uh, Music Ate My Brain coverage of best, you know, top 10 Biggie and top 10 Tupac. Yeah. Songs. There you go. So I, I know we might have some people that, uh, are interested in those artists. So if you check out Music Ate My Brain, those episodes are on there as well. But, you know, speaking of interviews, we currently have 20 on this feed at Cobra Kai Companion. So many to go back and listen to for anybody that's maybe hopping in for the first time, maybe uh, to listen to Mariana and Allegra. You know, maybe there are followers of them wanting to hear them talk about Cobra Kai. But the reason that you guys are on this episode, the reason why we're doing this kind of crossover here is because, Mariano, since you and I, we collaborate so often, I've been literally harassing you to watch this show yeah. literally harassing yes. you speaking yeah. of harassment i gotta i i gotta get in and i told you so real quick okay <laughs> for well over a year now i've been asking you <laughs> i know where you're to going to review hot tub time machine either on podstalgic or on cobra kai companion because of the links that movie has to the show and out of nowhere i get a text yesterday saying i'm halfway through hot tub time machine <laughs> We should have reviewed this last year. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. We should have reviewed this last year, Peter. Yeah. Dang, busted. (laughs) You know, and uh, I'm sorry, but the... I believe the words "time machine" are on that movie title. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you think that'd be right up somebody's alley? <laughs> okay. To be fair, I have seen it one time when it first came out in 2010. I haven't gone back to revisit it since then. I really don't remember what my thoughts were at that time. That's four years before I became a movie podcaster, so I was a casual, just movie lover and watcher at that time. So you know, I didn't have like criticisms or anything. It was just a movie I watched. And I'm like, okay, you know, I love John Cusack and everybody kind of involved here i don't remember like all the freaking references from the 80s or anything like that but kind of like tom said this is like one of the most postalgic movies ever and Mm -hmm. and it really is yeah so um on that note this is where it's a little embarrassing like i wish i had like came on to it even sooner but uh both william zapka and diora baird who plays robbie's parents on cobra kai are both husband and wife or at least boyfriend and girlfriend in hot tub time machine so oh. there's a little, like, kind of continuity, but not. So I thought that was kind of like a, a nice hat tip to to the filmmakers. Absolutely. That's funny. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to just kind of jump right into it first. And uh, Allegra and Mariano, were you guys uh, fans of the original Karate Kid movies at all? So my history with the Karate Kid movies is I actually didn't see them for the first or I'm going to even be honest and say I only saw the first one and not the um, subsequent ones. Um, But I hadn't seen them. I hadn't seen the first one until I was an adult. 
Um, and I actually enjoyed it, you know, like it, of course, it's of a time, but um, I enjoyed it. And so I kind of have a very loose uh, understanding of the the lore, the Karate Kid lore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I knew enough to get get the references in the Cobra Kai um, series. So you're like the perfect target audience, except at the opposite end of the spectrum that a lot like the hardcore Karate Kid fans are. You You know about it. You've seen the first movie, you enjoyed it. I mean, that's about it. And then you just kind of walked into this uh, this series blind. I'm assuming. Absolutely. Aside awesome. from the aside from the light bullying that Peter did, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it wasn't bullying. I just I just texted them the links to the first two episodes. <laughs> it's much more dramatic to say yeah. bullying, though, yeah. Peter. Don't ruin my shine here. It was definitely some bullying, but. Uh, <laughs> I I start off. The, I think the only reason I watch Cobra Kai because of because of Peter pushing so hard. But I'm trying to get Peter to watch this little show called The Wire. It's a small <laughs> little. It's a small little independent show on HBO that happened a few years ago. Anyway, uh, long story. Uh, I saw the Karate Kid in the movie theater. I freaking loved it. You know, I was 11. It had karate. It had kids. That's all you need to tell me. You know, if you throw ninjas in there, I'm in there too, right? Uh, so I remember really liking the story. Particularly when, you know, even younger, even younger, I recall watching like old Kung Fu movies from the seventies, right? And there's always the whole like training that they do these mundane tasks and that trains you to become some like serious, like, uh, uh, uh master of some sort of, uh, art, you know, martial arts form. So with the way, uh, that Mr. Miyagi, uh, played by Pat Morita, uh, rest in peace, he was, uh, Showing him how basically wax a car and that helped him like with his karate. I thought that that aspect of it, I thought was so freaking cool, you know. Uh, but I wasn't running out to wax cars. Just no, like, no, not interested. No, probably, <laughs> I probably should have. May I be really good right now at waxing not, cars. Not a paint the fence <laughs> or yeah, right. on the floor. None of that. Okay, <laughs> right. <No. laughs> um, but I just remember loving it, and then you know watching it, you know, again a few more times as the years went by and and still liking it and i haven't actually watched it in a in a while so i kind of want to want to watch it again just because i know peter we talked about this how you said that it holds up pretty good for you know for what it is of course it's 80s out i mean it's totally 80s but you know you take that with a grain of salt you're like you figure that's what you're gonna get you know you're gonna get feathered hair you know you're gonna get like questionable outfits fine whatever but i gotta i gotta watch that again yeah tom uh like refound his like love for karate kid when we reviewed it on postalgic yeah yeah and I also found my uh, refund my love of camouflage printed parachute pants. <laughs> <laughs> I need a picture or it didn't happen. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I do want to ask because Mariano, you did watch the first episode um, a few weeks ago when I sent you the link, and then right. I had forgotten about sending you the second one, which I think took you a while to get to too. Allegra right. comes on Postalgic, and I tell her about it, and I think the next time I hear from her, she's already on like episode four, and I had no updates from you, so I didn't know where you were. Can you guys talk about kind of like the, the process of you guys watching the show uh, Cobra Kai? Well, since Mariano is looking at me, I guess I'll be the <laughs> official spokesperson for us. You are. Um, I'm too, I'm, I don't want to go off the rails. Come on. You've got to keep me. I got to hone you in. Got to reel you back in. Um, so I was like, well, let me just check this whole thing out. And so I was kind of doing it while doing homework. Um, I'm in school. 
So I started watching it and because it's so it's short, you know, it's like what, 20 something minutes each episode. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. And so once I got to like episode four, Mariana was like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, he was I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's on Twitter like, oh, hey, Potstalgic Peter. Um, I'm on episode four, you know, and this is pretty cool. And I'm all like, episode four? What the fuck? When did we get to she episode four? She poached your spot. Dude, I was like, wait, I'm sorry, but weren't we just discussing episode one that we got through a text message and possibly episode two? Like, how the heck did we get to four? So... And I'm all like, and then the other, the other part of me, the, the part of like, you know, budgeting comes in like, did you pay for YouTube channel? Cause we need to go, we need to talk about this YouTube channel purchase that we're talking. To. <laughs> so and of course, that. because I'm like, hell no, I didn't pay for that. <laughs> so I was like, that's why I'm getting this in right away. Cause I got a limited time of freedom for this whole thing. <laughs> right. So I got to get it in while I can fit it in. And, uh, it was business time, dude. Like we yeah. needed to get this no, shit right. on the well, road. Now, now we had a timeline. They're like, okay, uh, you better watch this now. You're gonna pay for for the whole thing. <laughs> so um, I'm like, okay, I guess we're watching this. And I started watching it, caught up to episode four, and then then we we finished it together. Which like we finished it. I think did we finished the same day. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yep. And I, it was cool because uh, every time a uh, episode ended, oh, let's go for the next one. I can't wait to see the next one. You know, it's like it was a really good. Um, and it's not like I didn't like the first episode. I think I watch way too much television. So I end up having these like, I'm in the middle of like five or six different shows that I really like, but I'm not just getting to them. Um, so watching the first one, I was like, this is really good. I like the perspective that they're doing, like how Johnny, Johnny's stuck in a freaking time machine of his own, you know, in the eighties. <laughs> he just can't let go. And I was like, you know, he's even driving the same freaking car. Oh my God. How, <laughs> what is happening here? This is awesome. You know, I thought that aspect of it was really cool. And they kind of flipping the whole thing with, um, you know, him, you know, he's the one that's beating up the bullies, you know, the, the teenage beating up on teenagers, which right. I guess I was rooting for. I don't know. There's a lot, you know, questionable things that happen in this show, but mm-hmm. uh, either way, I was like, I was like, this, this is cool. I did like it. I was just like, I told Peter, I don't know if you believe me because I wasn't going to watch the rest of the episodes right away <laughs> like he wanted me to but anyway but you got uh, there I'm, that's the important i part. got there and yeah. you know the so it's so it's like almost like a um transitive bullying you know like peter to allegra allegra to me kind of worked that way it's like correct a, some i kind just of love like the fact that you're lining up with two of the major experiences that i've seen happen again and again with people who are first watching this show you go into it you don't know what to expect but you watch those first two episodes, and then the next thing you know, you're waist deep in the entire season, and you finish it before you even realize it. And the other thing that always happens is, as good as this show is, sorry, not paying for YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. It seems like everybody I know canceled their trial right after they finished watching. Not me. <laughs> I still pay for it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah you're the you. one. I kept it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I kept you're keeping it. the lights on for him, huh? I am. I, <laughs> I am. I'm supporting this show through and through. So, um, I mean, and, and also, like, I, I do need it to keep referencing back to episodes when we have interviews. That's that's, ah, that's really the biggest that. thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I need to do the research. And some people are, you know, more than a few. So, uh, that's really why I, I, I kept it. But also, is to continue watching the show over and over because I love it. Um so let's uh let me start with this real quick. So we have Johnny is the lead. Now his uh his first student is a Latino character. Mariano, you are Latino. What did you think about this casting? I thought it was um I thought it was good. I like I like them switching this up. It makes more sense. They're in LA, you know, so you have to have more of a diverse 
particularly Latin ex uh, people, you know, that's we're there. We're in L.A. It's a thing. It's been there for a long time. Um, and so I did. And I like the kid, you know, and uh, it's interesting how the progression from episode one to ten and how he became became like kind of a kind of shithead at the end. You know yeah. what I mean? Where he pushed uh, Miguel, he pushed away his girlfriend and and all this like really took to heart the whole like no mercy aspect of Cobra Kai. And I, I really like that progression because in all in all, he's a good kid trying to do the right thing, you know, basically getting like bullied and beat up by like the bullies, you know? So, um, and I, and I like, I like his introduction. I like the introduction of his family. You know, it, it, I really do like how they did that, you know, the mom and the grandma and even the jokes, how grandma is like being a grandma and, and, you know, talking about, you know, getting all excited about him learning how to fight and stuff and just all these, all these little things that, um, I feel like when it comes to his home life are done, I think, in a, in a realistic way. It's not stereotypical to me, like how I've seen in other films or, or, or TV shows. You have like, that's, that's a very familiar home life. You know, again, we're not a monolith, but at least that takes a good aspect, a good piece of, of a home life and, and puts it there realistically. And, you know, so I thought I really liked that aspect of it. And even when, when Johnny comes over for dinner, <laughs> the plantains. In, here we call them bananas. I'm oh like, my okay. lord. <laughs> anyway, it's like, it's like perfect. That's Johnny. That's right, fucking, right. it's Johnny, dude. So I, I really in, enjoyed that. And, and I, I felt kind of like, and at the end, I'm like, with Miguel, I'm like, oh my God, I just feel like, I shake my head and I'm like, why? And then, oh, it's just, but it's a human condition, right? Mm-hmm. You can see that it, happening. It's called being a teenage guy. We're yeah. all stupid assholes at yeah. that age. Yeah. <laughs> and, and give a little, give him a little bit of power, right? You got mm-hmm. a little bit of power now that turns into a little more power and get a little bit of, uh, a little bit of fame, internet fame with, you know, him beating up the bullies at the cafeteria. And now all of a sudden you got a guy who doesn't fucking think straight can't see what's in front of him because he's too busy being all up in his like you know um no mercy strike first mode all the time like being extra and i mean look at um a hawk same thing mm-hmm. e- even to a more extreme you know and i'm like yeah. oh and and then you see that and you almost and to me seeing johnny's background his like when he was a little kid and all that and seeing him as oh how did he become a cobra kai guy in the in the original karate kid and now we're looking at Miguel and we're looking at Hawk. Oh, I can see how they can become this. Do you know what I mean? So that was, I, I really like shows in particular because it's a different medium than a movie that can have character development in a realistic way. You know, when you're going to be serious, you're not going to be like a comedy that's like absurd or, or out there. Like a, a, have a like realistic way to look at the progression of people, you know, and we're dealing with teenagers here, which We've all been teenagers, so we know how that could be. And and again, being realistic. So uh, that, I think, is an aspect of the show that is very good. Very, very well done. I want to piggyback on what Mariano is saying. Um, he said almost verbatim some of the things I wanted to bring up. So well done. <laughs> but um, but also, side note, Tom, I wish you'd been here with Mariano and I 17 years ago when we... Um, realized we were pregnant and and knew we're um and ended up with a boy because everybody talks smack about how teenage girls are terrible but um no i was a teenage guy i 
<laughs> Everyone's an idiot at that age, but particularly guys when it comes to physicality and yes. trying to figure out how to balance testosterone in brains. Right, right. It's been a very trying um, few years of having a teenage boy. You know, Mariano and I are both like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Not to mention like body odors, but that's, that's oh, another sure. story. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh gosh, oh, uh, I have an embarrassing story about that, but we're not we're not here to talk about that. Uh, oh no! Well, n- number one, we'll, we'll do that when we cover the wire. But go on, <laughs> sure, sure. Number number one, this like I don't even know how to express the way I'm feeling right now for you guys to be talking about these characters that I love and stuff, and because I this is the first time I'm talking to you guys about this universe. Since bullying you guys, I'm sorry, uh, asking you guys to watch the show. Persuading us. Persuading us. <laughs> persuading. There you go. Asian persuasion. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here with a big ass grin ear to ear, you know, like you talking about Miguel Hawk and, you know, this, this, this is wow. Um, but Allegra, you and I, we briefly talked and we share our love for uh, Courtney Hangler's portrayal of Amanda LaRusso, the mother. Yes. She's the MVP. Yes. You see, she all is. of the mothers She's on the this MVP. show I thought were great. Absolutely. Yeah. They were, yes. For one thing, they were the smartest characters. Yes. Yes, yes. they were. They, they were, were level-headed ones. Super you know, level-headed, My yes. favorite scene, and I'm like, ah, I'm freaking out over here. But <laughs> my favorite scene and and was Johnny going to Daniel's house, ready to fight, and Daniel about to fight, and his wife coming out like, uh, what the hell are you doing? And are you hungry? <laughs> you know, you and you're breakfast. not about to fuck up my house. Exactly. Dude. Like, what are you doing? You're going to like bleed all over my freaking furniture? No, you're not going to do that. <laughs> right. Oh, um, I love her. She's like, she just, to me, I feel like, okay, I already think she's cute and all. But then I'm like, oh, she just became cuter every time she said something. Because I'm like, she's so freaking smart. I'm like, that just elevated her attractiveness, like even more so every time. I'm like, Allegra, I think. That's my new crush. Yes. <laughs> um, crush. I figured yeah. it out. Like once he was, I looked over and he was like grinning every time oh, she was on screen. Eyes, yeah. When eyes. the heart eyes popped up, I was like, oh, okay, he, he, she's added to the list. Real life emoji. Um, <laughs> right. I know. He turned into an emoji. <laughs> All right. Now so, I, I got to ask a question real quick. Uh, and, and I'm glad that you bring it up the, one of the many scenes where Daniel and Johnny almost fought. After having watched this series, are you Team Daniel or Team Johnny? Oh, um, yikes. I'm not Team either of them. I'm Team the ladies because mm. no. I mean. That's, uh, that's fair. Again, because they are the smartest characters. Here's my um, little take on those two guys. And, and kind of overall is um, I loved that when they were making these guys kind of st- stereotyped and tropey especially johnny right he's Mm -hmm. so stuck in like once he got to um that that age where he got his face kicked in by uh (laughs) by um you know larusso i can't remember his first name now but um he kind of stuck there right emotionally and mentally he kind of stuck there so um, they did this really interesting thing of I wanted to hate Johnny, but there was a certain empathy I had for him. And as for, um, you know, Ralph Macchio's character, um, Tony, Tony LaRusso? Uh, Is that his name? Daniel. Daniel LaRusso. Thank Daniel-san. you. Daniel Daniel Thank you. Um, 
I usually am better with names. I don't know why my brain is is malfunctioning. The processing is um You're is you're glitching. overwhelmed by being able to speak to Tom and and, and, and Peter here. Why you gotta bust me out like that? Well, you know, speaking I, of sorry, crushes, I, uh, yeah. made a comment about uh, Ralph Macchio on Twitter. So that, that's probably what it is. Yes, that's it, what is. What it is. He's, it he's is. looking good at this age. He is. He really is. Um, uh, Ralph Macchio took care of himself. So anyway, my point is. I loved that they did this juxtaposition of you want to look at these characters as like, really, we're doing this trope, we're doing this thing. And I came in just being super like high and mighty. Once I saw the first episode, I was like, I know what's going to happen. They're going to fight and then they're going to be best friends. And then they're going to do this super tropey, you know, stuff of let's just get over this whole, you know, male um, fragility and and um machismo and kind of be better men and i love that they actually kind of made it a little bit more realistic where there was some moments of them addressing their toxic masculinity but really they were just kind of sticking to who they were as people anyway and so um and they had these women that you would assume would be kind of that stereotype of women or that that tropey thing of the women, but they really turned that on its ear and wrote actually fairly decent women characters, you know, like they were the, you know, they were the supporting wife, they were the, you know, um, the upfront and personal girlfriend. They were all those things, but they were multidimensional. It wasn't just women kind of sitting there and being like, Oh, Daniel, you know, like it wasn't that. So I really appreciated that, even though they were kind of making Johnny in particular and, and Daniel to a certain extent be kind of a, the trope. They also turned it on its ear with the women and, and a little bit with the men. And so, and, and they kind of did this thing of subverting my little, um, oh, I know what's going to happen when they were like, oh, wait, no, this stuff keeps going. Like they keep perpetuating this mentality within this kind of, you know, art form. And so I was like, Oh, look at them being clever, you know. <laughs> so I really appreciated that. I love when I get surprised and I don't and I and I love being wrong because sometimes people are wrong, you know, and I love when I'm surprised like that. Yeah, the show was a huge surprise to both Tom and I. And we kept on talking about our review as we kept on watching episode by episode. We're like, oh, my God, the writing in this is so good. There's so mm. many great callbacks and references. And we're like, man, this is like Breaking Bad level. You know, uh, Mariano, I would have referenced The Wire if I've, you know, if I've seen it. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that far of a stretch, really. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's, the, the writing, writing is, is really so strong. The meticulous. writing is very strong. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Um, so let's talk about maybe some issues you guys might have had. Allegra, did you have any issues with the show, with the characters, anything like that? I was just really frustrated at the idea. Like, as much as I praised that they kind of like showed us, no, this stuff, the, the, the animosity and the will to want to be this, um, kind of toxic definition of manhood. Um, as much as I was kind of like, wow, this is somewhat realistic, like guys sometimes don't want to let it go, you know, I was also frustrated with that because I was like, man, um, but let it go, Johnny, like, dude, there's so many little pieces that are telling you to let it go. And it's just so hard 
it, it was just kind of putting a mirror up to humanity on how difficult it is for people to accept change, even though we all change. Aging is changing. You, you know, know what I mean? I have I, not to interrupt. I have always tried to follow the rule and point of view that the only thing in life and on the planet that is constant is change. Yep. 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 And absolutely. I think, I think the problems that we as a society are going through right now might be alleviated a little bit if people just kind of realize that that's the only thing in the world that's going to continually pop up is change. Right. And I am a huge proponent of change as Mm -hmm. a, you know, over 40 black woman. It, Mm -hmm. you know, there's ups and downs living in this community and in this skin. Right. But I've always embraced the idea of change and evolution and always had an inkling of hope for humanity because of the fact that we all are constantly changing from birth to death. So like, I always kind of with with the realism of our society coupled with hope, you know, so um, I just saw this this series as an um, a kind of combination of those two where you have there's some moments where you have a little bit of hope like Miguel hang um, like he was hanging tough for a good chunk of the series trying to get Johnny to realize that his behavior was being super toxic and to a certain extent, like earlier, I was saying that I had some sort of empathy for Johnny and and it came in with there is a certain amount of um, truisms that Johnny had, which is sometimes in the effort to be so um, tolerant, we forget that people also need to have some sort of criticism too. like people need to learn how to be criticized in a healthy way and to take that criticism and move it forward and evolve. Right. And so it was interesting to me to see this kind of like Miguel kind of holding true to like, dude, this is not what we do now. This is not how people treat each other we're trying to be better and then at the end he was like fuck it <laughs> because johnny <laughs> kind of won you know in a way and then you get this kind of pensive look at the end from johnny when his son goes off and goes to daniel's side of the force and uh, <laughs> and he's kind of like looking like ah oh, man but there's so there's something so innate in johnny to just hold st- so tight to what he feels is like what a man is supposed to be that even when he has this inkling of like but is it he can't there's he just can't he can't totally change you know and i think that's interesting he can't let go of and i think it has a lot to do with feelings for him like he can't let go being bullied by his stepdad basically since Mm -hmm. he was a little kid and finding the again the little bit of power that he had in high school right Yep. And then taken away by Daniel in his eyes, you know, kind of like in, in that. And then him being stuck in that mind frame for all these years is detrimental to him. You're like, why do you think you live in that place? You know, you have no furniture, the garbage everywhere in your apartment. You know, you go to the mini mini mark to get yourself a beer every time. You know, that kind of shit, like that kind of rut that he's in. I mean, he drives the same fucking car. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Anyway, but. I would say that I'm not I'm not Team Daniel or Team Johnny either, like you, Allegra. I'm just like once in a while, of course, you you empathize with both and you get to see like their sides and and what's you know 
but the rivalry is it's stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> their thing is fucking dumb. <laughs> you know, like and and Daniel tries to be like, oh man, this is high school. What? Who cares? But then he gets caught up in it because his like ego won't let go of that, right? And when he tries to sabotage the the pricing of the of the um the, the rent the, the yeah the rent why? And I love his wife for saying like. He goes, just because he's being a jerk doesn't mean that you have to go in there too. Like, what are you doing? You know, right? Because like, it checking affects the other that. tenants too. Exactly. Right. Exactly. What about the other tenants? Exactly. So yeah, that. And I would say like my biggest gripe with the show is that when um when when Daniel goes to the cemetery to look at Mr. Miyagi's uh oh, yes. um uh gravesite, that it's obviously not L.A. because they don't have any fucking colors on the leaves in L.A. and <laughs> there's not that many trees. It's not many greenery. So I would say you guys do a little better job with production value when it comes to showing us a realistic look of la because that is obviously not fucking la mariano and i were so outraged <laughs> we by were that. Outraged. i was throwing stuff at the tv because <laughs> you guys are oh, california man. just, just to throw that out. has been thrown yeah <laughs> yeah we're both from california yeah. so we knew yeah. we're oh, like I'm sorry no that not ain't... our la well I don't la don't like got LA, no so changing like, yeah. scenes it's like that so here's the thing there's you no leaf changing color in la <laughs> There are no leaves in LA. <laughs> I actually found this out uh, really late, and I I got it confirmed during our interview with Nicole Brown, who plays Aisha, and I think she was like our fourth interview at that time. But this, uh, the majority of the shooting was in Georgia. Yeah, I saw that at the end of the. I think at the end, because uh, you know how you go from episode to episode, and right. it'll kind of prompt you to the next one. I think until the finale, and I was watching, and it said uh, they had the Georgia little peach. You know, like at the end of. When you look at the the um, credits, the credits stuff. like at the end, you have like the little peach going, "Hey, filmed in Georgia or whatever." Yeah. So they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That made me look for like stealth zombies. Like, you know, <laughs> after you, you, oh yeah, they're, they're probably roaming around somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. um, oh damn it! Now I just want to see Johnny Lawrence and Daniel in the middle of the zombie in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. Same, hey, totally. That would be so badass. You, you guys, that would be no, that would be rad. We have a group page <laughs> of some creative ass members, and I kid you not, I. Those are going to pop up, and you guys will be tagged in that, I, I assure you. So <laughs> yes, please, do and it. thank you. Um, I would love to see that. I just love how your guys' criticisms are like nothing. They're not even yeah, <laughs> leaves. They're not come real. On, come yeah. on, Mariano. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that shows like how great they, this hey, show they, is. They could have written better leaves, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, or casted better leaves at that. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about some of the cast members. Uh, Allegra, you mentioned uh, Amanda. Did you guys have any other uh, characters, maybe the kids or maybe some newer uh, characters in the in Cobra Kai that you guys really liked. I loved me some of the grandmother, Miguel's grandmother. Yeah, she yeah. was amazing. She was super sassy. I was like, I want to be that grandmother when I'm grandmother age. <laughs> um, and she had her her grandson's back, and she reminded me a lot of my grandmother. Um, very similar, 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 similar personality traits. So. I just felt like this kind of like hominess or I felt at home. That's a better way to say it with um, the abuelita. Uh, So um, yeah, she was another favorite of mine. Um, And I really love the daughter too. Carmen. What's the daughter's name? Carmen's Daniel's um, Miguel's mom, but it's uh, Sam. Sam. Sam Sam was great. She was great. I love, I love her character too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really liked her. Again, it's like the women were more the, level-headed ones you know but sam i really love her character and yeah because 
and and it's a teenage thing, right? Like the whole like keep keep the rivalry between Daniel and and uh, Johnny was so toxic that Sam couldn't tell her dad that she was dating a guy that was in Cobra Kai, the Cobra Kai dojo or whatever, and that became a thing, and that created the whole like uh, uh, Miguel being shitty and all that, oh, all that mess. But I like I really like the way she and uh, okay, you guys, question when the bully the main bully which i can't remember his name right now sky no not kyler kyler kyler, kyler. kyler. Oh, right how could i forget such a you guys? douchey name oh terrible super name. douchey so when kyler was being extra shitty and before miguel came in and, and kicked all their butts um sam you know because she approached him about him being douchey or whatever and she was getting revved up to go i wanted to see her go at him because I think she was gonna whoop his ass. Oh, she was hella squared up in the cafeteria. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, I really like that because she, break she it was down. like, I'm ready to take care of business here, and I was like, oh, oh, you know, I understand why things were done the way they were, but I was like, I really want to see her kick some ass. Are we next year, next season? Are we seeing her kick kick ass? What's happening? We have heard, so. yeah, we have heard. Yeah. Um, uh, Mary Mauser has been doing some training, so I I, I feel it's safe to say that uh, expect Samantha to uh, do something. So I don't know if she'll um, actually be kicking somebody's ass, but we're supposed to see some actual karate from her. I mean, I feel like the dude Ky- Kyler douchey name. <laughs> I feel like he could have just gotten his ass kicked just for that hairstyle. Oh no! In the first yeah. place, yeah. that's another thing Allegra had a problem with his hairstyle. So <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. I was like, "Really? You just are going for douche like one hundred percent here, right?" No. <laughs> I guess it was a anybody fish that age who's that enthusiastic about fish sticks. You don't trust him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. He was kind of shading tuna. I mean, not tuna, but sushi a little bit. She, she, uh, yeah. No, what? Okay, you're right. You know what? Now I'm getting even angrier. Yeah. <laughs> He's reminding me of something. Home dude had went to the freaking fish market, which LA fish market is amazing, first of all. Um so you go to the goddamn fish market, you buy this beautiful piece of tuna, and you're just with the best knife ever whatever knife he had and he's slicing it and this little boy had the nerve to be like i don't like that stuff i was like really dude like what are you that should have been the sign yeah i mean been the sign right away if you're that age and your parents found out that somebody invited you to their home for dinner and you refused it oh oh that doesn't happen by the way that doesn't happen it doesn't it never did so that was a a clue right so yeah right he's not trustworthy Oh my god, that's what my mom always says. Like you don't, you don't ever turn that down. And then everybody, like what I know growing up, it's like the the family side. I've gone to visit, and like that, you never turn that down. Especially no. you know, especially like about Telegram. It's like you don't, you don't turn down grandma. There's no way in hell. You know, my uh, a lot of my friends growing up were Filipino, and if I go to my friend's house and Nine is like eat, and I'm like yes, even if I'm full. <laughs> and I did that once before. I came to my friend's house, mostly full, and he's like, dude. uh, Nine, I made like this whole like spread, and I look over. I'm like, oh my god, there's only three of you living here. Why is the whole table full of food? And it's always <sighs> like that too. It's and so I'm like, amazing. What the hell? I love it. Yeah, she she's been cooking, so she made. I'm like, of course she made everything from scratch. And I'm like, and she's like, eat, eat. And I'm like, yes, I will eat. And I was hurting. Everything was delicious, but <laughs> I had you know what you call the meat sweats after that because <laughs> it was just like like full, so full. But I couldn't say no to to Nine. I couldn't do that. That's you don't do that. Yeah, no. you absolutely anyway, do so not. I wouldn't turn There's down etiquette. the fish, is what I'm saying. There's etiquette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so those were some of the uh, characters. Now, what were some of the maybe funny lines or moments from the show? Um, there's a character that I just completely love and I, I wish we had more of, but uh, homeless woman Lynn, who's super, is, uh, super sassy as all hell. <laughs> she was hilarious. I thought you were going to say uh, uh, Daniel's cousin, uh, Louis. That was your uh, favorite, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> he is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> gonna burn a car burn <laughs> his car Are you does serious? that like what Horrible. you're a car salesman dude you should have some sort of respect for cars how you just gonna go and like burn up his uh 19 what 85 camaro was it a camaro thunderbird fire i thought it was what a was firebird it? firebird One, okay <laughs> the firebird which is the lesser of the two yeah <laughs> that's the douchier car <laughs> they don't they don't have a song called bitching firebird no they? you're right no, they, they don't. do not they don't they're you are correct <laughs> um so that firebird like seriously uh, just out of basic respect for cars i yeah, mean i grew up with mechanics so i have a basic respect for cars you don't go and freaking you know beat up somebody's car for what <laughs> yeah exactly that was dumb i i like i like robbie before i forget um Johnny son? Oh yeah, yeah. Ja- uh, Johnny's son, like mm-hmm. he's like I like I like him because it's not like okay, so he's hanging around a couple of douchey guys who are like criminals, obviously, right? But I like how in in his development of it, all it is is that his dad was never there for him, right? And his mom, yeah, not there for him either. So you have that, you know, basically you're left to your own devices. What happens? You know that you know that's very realistic. And then for him to like try to get back at his dad by getting a job i'm like okay that's that's a roundabout way to get back at your dad you know by getting a job with your his rival or whatever and just the lessons that he's learning from i don't, I don't know some somewhat of a um i guess more wholesome quote unquote like situation for him and and in the end i'm like when his friends were trying to get the code to get and steal cars from the dealership and i was like he's not gonna do it i just don't see him doing it because i feel like okay he's got a connection with with daniel and it just doesn't seem like he's that type of kid. He was pulling all this bullshit stuff before, but he realizes that's not the way to do it, right? And I kind of like how that turned out for them. And those I... two guys were something else. By the way, that mustache was terrible. <laughs> and I'm glad he had to shave it because it was ridiculous. Yeah, the friend's mustache. Was it was terrible. That's our, um, um, that's our latest uh, interview was with that character. Uh, actor. <laughs> yeah, Jeff that's Gaffin. funny. <laughs> oh, he did a great job with yeah. this character. Yeah. Oh, no. Th- those he guys he were... just happened to have a dead raccoon on his face. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And he realized it halfway through yeah. the series. Like, He's like, wait, he let me shave this shit off. He realized that they're filming Cobra Kai, not the Karate Kid. It's not 1984. <laughs> you can get rid of that. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, character, I, I just want to say really quickly that Robbie's mother was terrible. Um, I was just like, what? What's happening here? And she was a stereotype that for some reason they just couldn't really flush her out. So I guess... Um, I guess. Be, I guess that would be a back. That would be something that you have a. I can see that. I, um, I can see that too. And so that she was just annoying, but um, she had cute outfits on. Um, <laughs> but uh, there was something else I wanted to say, and now I've I've drawn a blank. So let's keep moving. What about Aisha? Any, any I like thoughts Aisha. On her? I, like I her. loved I like Aisha. Yeah. I was a little worried that she was getting a little too. Um, she was getting a little too invested in the Johnny um, mentality. But I really appreciate that Johnny, um, uh, I guess, 
for lack of a better term, gave her an opportunity to to join the dojo and was able to kind of find her own strength. And I also was glad that she kind of reconciled with Sam because throughout the series, Sam wasn't really trying to like kick, you know, Aisha when she was down. She was still maintaining trying to at least maintain some sort of relationship with Aisha and she was just choosing to really align herself with terrible people. So once Sam was like, "Mm, I can't really hang with these girls anymore. And and of course, she was kind of forced into that by um, Kyler. But once she kind of realized what the real real was, and she went back to Aisha, I really love that they reconciled. I really, I hope that they um, cultivate their relationship a little bit further into the next. I would like to see that because I think Aisha has that. And, you know, uh, I, I, She's kind of not quite, of course, I think, fested in like Hawk was 100% in early. And then Miguel would like, you know, in now anyway. Um, but she still has that, I think, hopefully overall outlook that it's not all about like beating up on everybody and being like, you know, like show no mercy to every single thing in your life, you know. But, but you know, she took care of her bully, you know. The front wedgie was very, like, unique. That was definitely a unique thing. Loved it. Oh, yeah. Never yeah. seen that. That was pretty, that was unique. And that, that was, was amazing. Like, wow, I did not see that coming. <laughs> I am a terrible person because that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we all thought that. Like, what is this? You know, uh, kind yeah, of one right. of those moments. Uh, what did you guys think about episode nine? Uh, which seems to be a lot of people's favorite. You know, this is where we get, uh, Mariana, you, you brought up the opening, you know, moments of the scene where they're about to square off in the backyard. Right. And then they go on a car ride and then ultimately yeah. visiting Daniel's old stomping grounds. Hmm. Um, I don't, for some reason now, I've completely forgotten the whole episode. Is well, that weird? Yeah. Well, they Besides all run the, in together. Almost fighting, yeah. But like but the bar yeah, scene is, is yeah. pretty... Because they go to the dealership moment. to get the car um, because Daniel's like, well, I owe you a car, so let's go find one. And then they get it. And then and then Johnny, of course, is like full throttle with the vehicle and, you know, Daniel's being all like, what are you doing? And they end up at this, at this bar. Calls him Danielle. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Goes, they go to the, the bar. He's like, let's go to a bar. He's like, it's like 11 a.m. or whatever. I don't know what the fuck time it was <laughs> anyway. And then they had the conversation and they talk about... Um, now forget Allie Elizabeth was Shue's character. Thank you, Elizabeth Shue's character, Holly. Right? Yeah, uh, they Allie, talk about her. Allie, Allie, sorry. And then with an eye, she ends up uh, with some some guy who is obviously like a loser because he's like climbing mountains, looking dashing. Right? <laughs> oh my <laughs> like god! Because <laughs> like, and I comment like, face. oh yeah, that's a dumb guy. He's a loser. <laughs> Climbing Mount Everest, looking dashing, you know, his hair ever so, like, perfect. It's and, like the know, tossled yeah, salt and pepper perfect hair. Perfect amount of salt and pepper. Right, exactly. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> the beautifully fitting winter coat. Like, whose winter right. coat fits yeah, yeah, perfectly? Yeah, tailored winter coat that looks that good on the mountaintop. What the hell? <laughs> um, so, yeah, now I, now I remember... I, that was a, I like that episode. Um, to answer your question, Peter, I like that episode a lot. Uh, I, obviously it must not have been that standout to me, but I do, I do, um, appreciate the fact that there was a moment where these two came together and actually had a conversation and realized that they actually had a lot of things in common. You know what I mean? And so, and that's, um, 
where I was like, oh, they're going to be, you know, at least they're going to have some sort of respect for each other. So I was kind of bummed that it kind of, like I said, it kind of flipped back to, oh, no, we hate each other still, you know? Yeah, it's, it, there was a lot of like, oh, I didn't know that. You know, how would he know? Because they never really talked, right? Right. Like, Daniel didn't know the stepdad was a real shit to, to Johnny. How would he know, right? And right. that's how it led him to karate, right? And then how... Johnny didn't know the full extent of the relationship between Mr. Miyagi and, and Daniel, similar to him and his own uh, uh, sensei. So all that was really cool. You know, before I forget, the one thing that I really appreciate on, on this program is their use of the original Karate Kid uh, film to kind of intertwine through the story. I know one of the things was when they were visited the old apartment complex, how they had the first time that, that uh, Daniel what came in, you know, the first scene where he comes in with his mother. They just moved to to the area and they're getting this apartment. He's got his bicycle, that kind of thing. So, and uh, how the apartment looked then and how it looks now. And but besides that, they, throughout the whole season, I really love how they implemented and they were very careful to do so without oversaturating it with old scenes from Karate Kid, which I don't think they can, they should have. Please don't do that, right? And they mm. didn't, but they did it enough times to me to be like, let's touch up on some of that nostalgia. Number one, but also. It's going to flow with part of the story and, and, and with the writing. So I think that was a very smart way to do that. Economical, very, very economical way to do that. It was clever. I really appreciated that a lot because um, it was a very effortless, um, very seamless. Yeah, it was. And it gave us enough for those people who are like me that know just enough to, you know, know the characters, but not so much that, you know, we remember every detail. It was nice to have that kind of woven in and it did. And it was in a way that didn't make the viewer feel like an idiot. You know what I mean? We were just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. You know, so it was a really nice uh, storytelling technique. Real quick, you guys had mentioned um, previous senseis. What did you think of the last scene of this season? Mm hmm. Yeah, you know what? I sort of saw that coming. Really? Okay. Yeah, just a little bit. There was a little bit of a hint that I can't recall what it is now, um, but it was a little bit of a hint where I was like, I wonder if his sensei really is not dead or is, you know, hanging around. So it was, I was still pleasantly like, oh, okay, here we're doing, we're doing this. But it was, there was a part of me that was like, yeah, but I kind of had a feeling he was going to show up too. Really, well, I didn't. Was it the, I was surprised when he went uh, went before the board, and then they were asking him about all those questions. Perhaps you know, and he was like, "Oh, he he's dead," you know. And yeah, then I they, think even Daniel was like calling bullshit at that point. Yeah, I think so. When they, because you know how um, movies and TV, uh, TV in particular, will do little things where they'll repeat something over and over, and you're right. just kind of like, oh, "Wait a th- minute, that's, that's going to yeah. come back." Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yep. So that's how I was like. I had a little inkling. I'm not saying I knew it all. I'm just saying there was something in me that was like, wait a minute, you know, I think he might still be around. Yeah, it was definitely like a holy shit uh, moment for me. It, this, yeah. this is where I turned into that emoji with the head blowing, like li- literally blowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a surprise. I was totally surprised because I didn't, you know, it's like, you're right. It was a subtle thing like, oh, he's dead. And the kind of in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, Mr. Miyagi's dead. This guy's dead, whatever. And then when he shows up and I'm like, as soon as you see the shadow, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's dude. Right. I, you know, I knew yeah. that right. But then that's when I was like, oh, crap, he's here now. Oh, what's going to. Oh, right. yeah. going to be lit. Yeah. It's going to be lit. Mm-hmm. Also, I would say that um, if there was any chance of me ever having boba tea, I'm not going to have it. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't want I'm boba tea. Turned off yeah, that looks good. I don't, want it. I don't want it. 
Come on, you Talk, guys. Sorry, man. Why no, am I the only one that's freaking championing the bu- bubble tea? We have it like all the time. Look, man. You guys, that have, guy, have it with that me. guy who was pushed the dealership dude who was trying to push the fucking bubble tea was such a douchebag that it just turned uh, me I was going to say, him. it looks like douche juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blame him. Okay. All right. Well, if we ever hook up, you guys got to have it with me. So that okay. I, I'll have it with you, uh, okay. Peter. Just don't try to sell I me a will, car. I will rely on you to change my attitude about boba tea because right now the representation is weak. It's it's all about the flavors. I'll, I'll tell you that. Okay. Um, tell you what. what yeah. When we visit you out there and uh, so we watch The Wire, I will drink some of that. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Um, I have one more question and then we can wrap up unless Tom has anything else. But any moments off the top of your head that was super hilarious, knee slapping, you want to slap the back of the person next to you, anything like that. Because the humor in this show is very much different than it was in the movie. Hmm. I feel like I feel like Johnny was kind of kind of a running joke in him in itself, that character. And I can't call to a specific moment right now. Um so I'll leave it to Mariano and maybe if something pops well, yeah, up I'll I think chime a couple in. of things that ha- for me were, were more Along the lines of when when they were about to fight at Daniel's house and you know his wife da- uh, Daniel's wife comes out it's like that whole line up because that was really funny because when she said <laughs> you know do you want some breakfast and and, uh, and Johnny's like I could eat that was, for some reason that took me out that was really good and then his whole reaction of you know oh in the U S here we call them bananas and I'm like <laughs> that's just you know that so that was a really funny line I think there's jokes all the way around and. And you're right, the running theme of Johnny being a being a joke, in essence, for the most part. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's it's I don't know if it was like laughed out hilarious to me, but it was definitely very funny. And I think part of it again being, you know, talk about the writers, like really well written, is having humor intertwined with uh dra- you know, drama of sorts and teenage storyline and all that. All those they're juggling a lot of things together and, and they are making them seamless. Um, with, you know, humor and humor being involved with that. It's just like how it would be everyday life. You know, your everyday life, you go out and do your mundane things, but there's definitely like humorous aspects of your life, the things that happen that are funny. And it's kind of like they were able to intertwine that. So I, I really enjoyed that. You know, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, as two individuals who had to be gently persuaded to <laughs> finally watch this show, <laughs> if you have somebody casually mentioned that they heard they're doing a show about cobra kai but they haven't watched it yet what would you tell that individual oh that's a great question tom um i would i would say kind of in a nutshell don't go into it with any kind of preconceived ideas the only thing that like if you know of the story that's great it'll help you enjoy the the series a bit more but don't go into it with any kind of expectations um in a world where you know toxic masculinity is rampant and it's being called out now the the character of Johnny can be like like fingernails on chalkboard right but you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. He's a character, you know, so I think he will probably stand out the most because he's, first of all, you know, the main person that we're focusing on. It's a lot of his point of view, right? But also just his personality stuck in that kind of 80s mentality. And also, let's just be real. That's how, you know, masculinity is, you know, it's just now being called out. Oh, yeah. I've always said that Johnny is kind of like this generation's version of 
Archie Bunker. Right. Yeah. That yeah. He is stuck in his ways. He can't understand the fact that the world is changing around him. And what he does and says from an outsider's point of view is hilarious, but not in a way that you're laughing with, but you're mm-hmm. pointing at and laughing at him because mm-hmm. he's so stuck in his ways. And so that's why earlier I was saying this series is kind of a mirror to society um, because of the fact that it's basically putting up front this this kind of mentality. So I think my general thing would be just come in, just chill, like take it for what it is, enjoy it, you know, or not, you know, I'm not going to bully, but just take it for what it is and leave it at that, you know? And that would probably, I don't know if that's a great selling point. I'm not one for, for, for bullying. (laughs) (laughs) But would you recommend it? Yes, I would. I would recommend it. Oh, Absolutely. that's a recommendation. And I, w- I wonder what it would be like for, like, the friends I grew up, you know, the friends I saw the movie with when I was a kid, you know, like, the, my buddies that I've, I still know, you know, keep light contact with because, you know, we're older or whatnot. But, you know, I wonder what my, my best friend growing up would think because we were all we were big, big Karate Kid fans, you know, and I think I think he would enjoy it. It's just a whole different, you know, flipping the perspective on on it. And, and I think that would be, like, kind of fun just to kind of compare notes on that, you know. And I would recommend it, you know. It's a really good it's really good it's really well made it's not just that it's something i don't f- i like when they take the time i think they thought out the process of what they were going to do with this i don't even yeah. know how this got produced to begin with you know like how where the idea came from and and how who got together or whatnot and then got the team to you know casting and all that because whatever whatever plan they had they laid the groundwork they really laid it down allegra right now yeah and how <laughs> they really laid it down when it came to like really setting this whole thing up. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they really did. And from what we understand, they know the end game. Now it's just all, yeah. all about writing the stuff that's yeah. in between. Um, yeah. They, I have friends that, uh, three of my very close friends also have watched this show, but none of them I really talk about the show with, you know, so, uh, that'd be interesting, Mariano, if you reach out to them just to kind of see if, if they would get on board to, to check it out and just try to sell them like on the first two episodes. It's, it's free, you know, yeah. and, and, um, I just thought it was funny that Allegra was already on episode four and you're like, wait, what? I know. <laughs> I, I know. Gotcha. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, I, first and foremost, man, I want to thank you guys for both coming on. This was yes, a lot of you. fun. I, honestly, I was, uh, feeling like I wasn't saying enough because I was just kind of enthralled listening to your guys' perspectives on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us, you you guys. Um, We tend to rant, so sorry if we dominated the conversation. No, 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 it was great. podcasters. (laughs) 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 That's what we do. Uh, But, yeah, you know, obviously, uh, I I love the both of you. We've known each other for years now in this podcast game. You guys have been big supporters of mine and and vice versa. Uh, I I thought this would be a great episode to do. Number one, you guys were newbies. And also, you guys do a plethora of coverages over at TV8 My Brain. So I figured this would be like a really cool, big TV8 My Brain crossover, which is probably going to be part of the title of this episode somewhere. But uh, can you guys obviously talk about where listeners can find your shows and uh, how to interact with you if they want to do so. But also just list a, a few of the TV shows that you guys cover. If anyone enjoyed you guys talking about Cobra Kai here, they'll get the very same type of conversations on your coverages on those other shows. Mm, you want to go, Mario? Yeah, sure. Um, well, one of the uh, ones that are coming up 
soon-ish um, would be American Gods that's on uh, I be- Stars. Oh, stars, thank you. Uh, really interesting show. Very weird. Very, very good. Um, and so we go on some... I may go on some rants on that one. Um, you know, uh, Stranger Things is coming out in July. We're, we're going to cover Stranger Things. Uh, we are going to cover... Uh, coming up, I'm trying to think of what else. It's, you know, Snowfall is another one on FX that's really good. Um, and one of the big ones that we did last year, which I don't know when the next season's coming out, but I know it's been greenlit, is uh, The Handmaid's Tale. And if you want to hear an angry version of my rants, there you can <laughs> you can definitely listen to that. Um, and other ones, too, is like The Legion... We cover that. We cover Dear White People on Netflix. Um, Atlanta is the first show we ever covered. And um, last thing I heard is they haven't even started production on season three yet. So who knows when they do that? Ooh. They they don't they take their time with that with that with that show. If you haven't checked out Atlanta, I encourage you to do so. I'll gently I'll gently encourage you to do so. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's, it's worth it. It is a very very talk about well written, well acted, um, and somewhat surreal look at real life it's it's very it's a freaking awesome show and that's kind of the first one that we covered that's got us into the podcasting game um and one of the big ones that are that right now um, amazon took over the expanse which if anybody is into sci-fi get a chance to see the expanse is going to be on uh, on uh amazon prime i think coming up actually in a week or so like the first three seasons to catch up on the fourth which they're working on right now and that show like kind of blew my mind as far as like telling a very complex sci-fi in the future uh type story with some element of realism even though it's science fiction so it it is very a freaking awesome show i attribute this the expanse to a better version of battlestar galactica Mm, that's what i would call it yeah that's what i did not watch battlestar galactica um allegra freaking marathoned it yeah i love and it was a great show there were there were little pieces of battlestar galactica that i thought could have been better but overall it's a great show so the expanse takes it up a notch in my opinion so that i think there's uh two two other shows that you guys didn't mention yet uh runaways right yeah that's right just finished the runaways so that one just ended in december yeah also um the man in the high castle Yep. Yep. Exactly. So there's there's at least two more that I, that I remember you yeah. guys cover. You guys cover a lot, so that's why a lot. Yeah, yeah, I want to bring you guys out because there's so many shows out there, and I and I know you know just from our active group, you know that I I've seen like little mentions of other shows here and there. So uh, hopefully. Uh, again, you know, maybe you can get some of our listeners as well to go check out your guys' coverages. Yeah, sharing is caring. Yes, oh, absolutely. I, yes. <laughs> nice. So they're a nice care pairs. Uh, uh, reference I love there. The Care Bears. Yes. Hey, so do I. Who didn't love the Care Bears? Yeah. I love the Care Bears. Hey, that was an eighties movie. Let's see if there's an anniversary yeah. coming up, huh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> right. I'm down. Uh, all right. So, and where, where can listeners find you guys? So, if you want to chit chat with either of us, we both are part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Group in Facebook. That's where um, almost all of the hosts for the Core Temp Arts Network are kind of sequestered. So, you know, join the group and holler at us. We'd love to chit chat with y'all. Um, and then personally, I can be contacted on Twitter at color underscore history of. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Papa Elefante. That's at. P-A-P-A-E-L-E-F-A-N-T-E. And I am a lurker, big time lurker. I will retweet. I will like. And once in a while, I have an original thought that I will put down on t- on tweet form. 
And I'm super a lurker. Like if Mariano's a lurker, then I'm ten times She's more lurking that. me, lurking at others. So that's kind of <laughs> like that's really it's inception, you guys. Inception. All right, Dan. For us, um, first and foremost, we want to thank everybody so for, for supporting the show. You know, we haven't even done this for a year yet, um, uh, just months really, and we've gotten you know positive feedbacks, uh, endorsements from the the showrunner. Uh, John Hurwitz, and just a lot of positivity uh, com- coming from interactions with uh, other people, you know, even outside the show. Uh, so Cobra Kai has been huge for us. And, um, you know, if you guys have a couple of minutes, please consider leaving an iTunes review. That will really help us out, especially with season two coming up. And there's, uh, you know, at least a handful of other Cobra Kai podcasts out there. But the more reviews, the, the higher we'll stay up there for other people to see as well. Uh, but if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Cobra Kai Pod, and we are on Instagram at Cobra Kai Podcast. So there's a distinction there. Uh, Tom, you got anything else you want to pimp out? Uh, yeah, I have my own show. It's called Jake and Tom Conquer the World. It's essentially uh, uh, the random recordings of uh, geeky subjects such as uh, time travel, uh, comic books, movies, and everything in between. Uh, and every once in a while, we'll sit down and talk about beer as well. Yeah, and I also host Podsagic with Mariano over there. We've done uh, a bunch of problematic movies as of late uh, for oh some reason. Oh, my God, yes. It's just it's <laughs> yeah. quince- we weren't picking them, you know. They just happened to be anniversaries, <laughs> they, but I like to think they we didn't pick them, Peter. They picked us. They picked us. Yeah, we get delirious on those. Um, Allegra's joined us on a couple. Uh, what do we do? We did. She's all that. Butterfly effect. Uh, Mariano, you and I just recorded Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. uh, Varsity Blues. So a, a lot of fun stuff. Go back and check this out. Um, oh, gleaming the cube, Peter. Gleaming the gleaming cube. the cube. That is a yes. movie. <laughs> okay all right so thanks everybody thanks to my guest uh we will all see you guys next time bye 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 Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.